0: Section 18 of English Literature by William J Long This LibriVox recording is in the public domain Chapter 6 continued Beaumont and Fletcher The work of these two men is so closely interwoven that though Fletcher outlived Beaumont by 9 years and the latter had no hand in some 40 of the plays that bear their joint names we still class them together and only scholars attempt to separate their works so as to give each writer his due share unlike most of the elizabethan dramatists they both came from noble and cultured families and were university trained their work in strong contrast with johnson's is intensely romantic and in it all however coarse or brutal the scene there is still as emerson pointed out the subtle recognition of gentility beaumont fifteen eighty four sixteen sixteen was the brother of sir john beaumont of leicestershire from oxford he came to london to study law but soon gave it up to write for the stage fletcher fifteen seventy nine sixteen twenty five was the son of the bishop of london and shows in all his work the influence of his high social position and of his cambridge education the two dramatists met at the mermaid tavern under ben jonson's leadership and soon became inseparable friends living and working together tradition has it that beaumont supplied the judgment and the solid work of the play while fletcher furnished the high-colored sentiment and the lyric poetry without which an elizabethan play would have been incomplete of their joint plays the two best known are philaster whose old theme like that of cymbeline and griselda is the jealousy of a lover and the faithfulness of a girl and the maid's tragedy concerning fletcher's work the most interesting literary question is how much did he write of shakespeare's henry the eighth and how much did shakespeare help him in the two noble kinsmen john webster of webster's personal history we know nothing except that he was well known as a dramatist under james i his extraordinary powers of expression rank him with shakespeare but his talent seems to have been largely devoted to the blood and thunder play begun by marlowe his two best known plays are the white devil published sixteen twelve and the duchess of malfi published sixteen twenty three the latter spite of its horrors ranks him as one of the greatest masters of english tragedy it must be remembered that he sought in this play to reproduce the italian life of the sixteenth century and for this no imaginary horrors are needed the history of any italian court or city in this period furnishes more vice and violence and dishonor than even the gloomy imagination of webster could conceive all the so-called blood tragedies of the elizabethan period from thomas kidd's spanish tragedy down however much they may condemn the brutal taste of the english audiences are still only so many searchlights thrown upon a history of horrible darkness thomas middleton fifteen seventy question mark sixteen twenty seven middleton is best known by two great plays the changeling note in this and in a fair quarrel middleton collaborated with william rowley of whom little is known except that he was an actor from circa sixteen o seven to sixteen twenty seven end of note and women beware women in poetry and diction they are almost worthy at times to rank with shakespeare's plays otherwise in their sensationalism and unnaturalness they do violence to the moral sense and are repulsive to the modern reader two earlier plays a trick to catch the old one his best comedy and a fair quarrel his earliest tragedy are less mature in thought and expression but more readable because they seem to express middleton's own idea of the drama rather than that of the corrupt court and playwrights of his later age thomas haywood 1580 question mark 1650 question mark heywood's life of which we know little in detail covers the whole period of the elizabethan drama to the glory of that drama he contributed according to his own statement the greater part at least of nearly two hundred and twenty plays it was an enormous amount of work but he seems to have been animated by the modern literary spirit of following the best market and striking while the financial iron is hot naturally good work was impossible even to genius under such circumstances and few of his plays are now known the two best if the reader would obtain his own idea of heywood's undoubted ability are a woman killed with kindness a pathetic story of domestic life and the fair maid of the west a melodrama with plenty of fighting of the popular kind thomas decker fifteen seventy two question mark decker is in pleasing contrast with most of the dramatists of the time all we know of him must be inferred from his works which show a happy and sunny nature pleasant and good to meet the reader will find the best expression of decker's personality and erratic genius in the shoemaker's holiday a humorous study of plain working people and old fortunatus a fairy drama of the wishing hat and no end of money whether intended for children or not it had the effect of charming the elders far more than the young people and the play became immensely popular massinger ford shirley these three men mark the end of the elizabethan drama their work done largely while the struggle was on between the actors and the corrupt court on one side and the puritans on the other shows a deliberate turning away not only from puritan standards but from the high ideals of their own art to pander to the corrupt taste of the upper classes philip massinger fifteen eighty four sixteen forty was a dramatic poet of great natural ability but his plot and situations are usually so strained and artificial that the modern reader finds no interest in them in his best comedy a new way to pay old debts he achieved great popularity and gave us one figure sir giles overreach which is one of the typical characters of the english stage his best plays are the great duke of florence the virgin martyr and the maid of honor john ford fifteen eighty six sixteen forty two question mark and james shirley fifteen ninety six sixteen sixty six have left us little of permanent literary value and their works are read only by those who wish to understand the whole rise and fall of the drama an occasional scene in ford's plays is as strong as anything that the elizabethan age produced but as a whole the plays are unnatural and tiresome probably his best play is the broken heart sixteen thirty three shirley was given to imitation of his predecessors and his very imitation is characteristic of an age which had lost its inspiration a single play hyde park with its frivolous realistic dialogue is sometimes read for its reflection of the fashionable gossipy talk of the day long before shirley's death the actors said farewell othello's occupation is gone parliament voted to close the theaters thereby saving the drama from a more inglorious death by dissipation the reader will find wholesome criticism of these writers and selections from their works in charles lamb's specimens of english dramatic poets an excellent book which helps us to a better knowledge and appreciation of the lesser elizabethan dramatists end of section eighteen